0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Mahila Collective, where we explore changing times and our evolving selves as Ziddi feminist types. I'm your host, Parina. In this episode, we discuss the long-standing debate. Are men smarter than women? Be it the unconscious bias we face every day, the harmless jokes around us, or even downright misogyny, Women's intelligence still continues to be undermined with even scientific papers, trying to prove this notion, we try to understand why is it still prevalent in 2021 and learn to recognize and fight it from our own past experiences.
1: Hi everyone, this is Shruti, um, so I am really looking forward to this episode because this is one where we're finally going to discuss all the sexist environment that we had to face in our college, so this one's going to get a little male bashy but okay, let's see.
2: <laughs> Hi guys, Pura here. Um, I think you also know that this, the idea for this episode came from a rant session where we were just, um, you know, crying our hearts out that this happened and this happened. And we're like, okay, let's do an episode on this.
1: That's basically all our episodes now, I think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We have conversations and we feel this needs to be recorded. (laughs) Okay, so to start off, let me ask you guys, uh, what are some of the misogynistic ideas uh, related to women's perceived intellect that you have seen around you and you feel have become too normalized.
1: Okay, so I think this episode ka Shubharam should be with this one line that we have like seen, heard all around our college, which is that um are na smart ni oti, but hardworking. Hoti hai. Hai? So whenever they will see that there is this uh, this this girl who's done really well academically or like she's got a good job, so they will be like, yeah. I a lot of I but you know, dumb a And I, it's just such a, it's so prevalent and it's such an unconscious bias that people hold that uh, immediately they'd be like, uh, like that senior, yeah, she got the best job on campus. She got into IMC and she's doing really well for herself. Like, ha but that dumb. Like that idea, no, and it is so problematic and I just hate this too much.
0: And not only, I mean, of course, we've seen this so much in college and it's been really annoying, but I think this comes from even our childhoods. Like, I've heard this in my family so often that, like, sincere? I'm like, no, I'm also smart. <laughs> Why do, why do you have to take that away if by saying you know just because my gender behaves in such a way they're sincere they're hardworking so of yeah. course yes she's getting good marks she is achieving whatever just because like girls are like that and on the other hand if a like if young boys are not uh getting good marks or whatever the childhood equivalent of that is uh the teachers the parents always say hai, but you know <laughs> and I, I don't get it why this completely opposite like uh, idea comes from and how we're letting this go on
1: yeah i mean even in college we've seen uh, not just the students even the professors hold this view right that ha um, ladkiyan like they have this idea that girls are smart only because they're putting in the hours and as if that's a bad thing that you know having the aptitude is the is the og level of is the thing to be and hard working is something that you have to just do to make up
2: i know i was reading this book by sonali gupta <clears throat> so she basically says that One of the reasons that our generation has so much anxiety about our careers and everything is because we've been taught that talent is inherited. Like you're born with something, you're born with the aptitude. So this is something you've been taught since childhood. And today we're going to try something, you're not going to succeed at it. And you're going to feel that you're not made for it. So this is not how the brain is. The brain is meant to grow. So if there are things you're not good at, people put in hard work and get better at it. So, yeah. this, I mean, this entire attitude, which is being, uh, you know, fostered in the college, it's very harmful. Right.
0: Yeah. But- and, and you know, you talked about uh, you not being good at something or not having a skill and feeling like you're not good enough for it. And I think this is also such a prevalent notion in our college that you know girls don't have technical or mathematical or those analytical skills but they have soft skills and and despite this idea we're somehow made to feel bad about having soft skills like it's something inferior than actual technical and analytical skills
2: even when there are clear evidences of women achieving something really amazing in their life we did a very good job or uh, an amazing college Uh, It's often attributed to other things like, you know, being too friendly with the senior who got them there or being too friendly with the boss, you know, that's because they got a quick promotion. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, putting all their success and all their achievements and all their hard work to things which, I don't know, seem very degrading at the same time
1: yeah I mean uh, I've seen this again in our college so many times so we used to uh, have these tech teams in our college which were very which were very taxing so I had this friend who was in it and I would all uh, like she was the only female uh, member of the team right and she was dating somebody from the team at that time and uh, like uh, she had she would put in the hours she would put in like 10 hours even though girls were not allowed beyond curfew she would sneak into the labs and stay all night inside without taking a bathroom break without heading out of that room and despite all of that whenever something used to go wrong she would uh, like uh, get all the blame and uh, it would come down to the fact that the only reason she's in the team is because you know she's dating somebody there and so she is getting preferential pre- treatment because of that and I think that women also get a lot defensive because we are aware of it we are aware that you know that sometimes our actions might be perceived that way so we have to work, be extra cautious to not be that like you said no not be too friendly like this reminds right.
0: me of... yeah oh yeah this reminds me of the bold type episode where starting right. constantly yeah is made it's made she's feel so like cautious they're... yeah about talking to men after that that you know i shouldn't come out but with that's too... so yeah. wrong it, it makes us doubt our own abilities just because men cannot you hmm. know take a like, friendly. When other people can't have something it, other than like. flirtation yeah, so like i mentioned in the beginning it's these unconscious biases that i think are really holding us back but uh moving on so while researching for this episode i came across a lot of studies where scientists mostly male of course have tried to prove that women are in fact biologically inferior to men in terms of intelligence you know some stated that women are less intelligent because they have smaller brains And even such absurd things as uh, too much intellectual uh, activity might damage women's reproductive ability, because of course, that's all they're (laughs) supposed to be doing in this world. So I think, I mean, of course, there were a lot of counter arguments and feminist scientists came forward, but uh, it's really scary and absurd that there have actually been scientific uh, studies to try to prove this notion. Right.
2: Right. Uh, so, when Darwin, you know, he came out with his theory of evolution and everything, so he very clearly saw how the two genders are different from each other and how their um, powers and responsibilities are different. So he tried to justify that from an evolution point of view. Um, so, you know, noticing that how mostly it is the men who held power of physicians and it was men who were part of intellectual societies and... It was women who were staying at home and doing the less important things like, you know, cooking or taking care of the children. So he attributed this result because of an evolutionary uh, context out of an evolutionary context.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, very interestingly, while I was researching all of these studies, I found this counter argument by a woman scientist called Elisa Gamble, where she said that, in fact, using the same arguments as Darwin, that even in that same evolutionary context, women were the ones who were actually picking the men, right? They actually wanted to make sure that their children are well-protected, that they pick the right women. So they had to actually use a lot more of the intelligence. So in that sense, women actually turned out to be evolutionary, more intelligent than men.
1: God, I love this argument.
0: (laughs) So I think the point is that these researchers, these this all of this science comes from probably trying to prove a point that you're already seeing around you and already support your biases.
1: Yeah. Anyways, um I think perhaps the 21st century version of this Justification of women being inferior is that uh, uh, men have started to hold this view that whatever achievement that women have or whatever positions they hold is somewhere linked to affirmative action or diversity hirings and promotions. I mean, like if they see that there is a female member on a on a board of a company, right? So they think that she does not deserve to be here and is only here fulfilling a quota, and so her authority. I, I believe that is always undermined. I mean, if you we see that with female ministers, we see that with female leaders, all the time.
2: Yeah, I mean, whenever companies came to college for hiring specifically women for certain roles, there was such an uproar on all the WhatsApp groups that um ka quota kyun specific naukri I
1: mean, we've had this debate so much, and I mean, uh, like they're small kids uh first year second year students who not even sad for uh placements yet and they already think that they are somehow disadvantaged because out of the 50 companies that come in college perhaps one or two are there that are there for diversity in
0: profession you know you think that you know they're just kids and they've seen they're seeing this around themselves so they're mad but even really intelligent, successful men at big companies like Google. So I saw this incident where a Google employee took out a public memo to the whole company that their diversity hiring practices were causing harm to the company because they were hiring for these technology and leadership roles. And he quoted the most scientific uh, th- scientific theories to prove his point that women are actually not suited for such roles and men are in fact superior to women while performing such technical, analytical and leadership roles. So by doing these diversity drives, Google is harming their own company. And I mean, mean, we've talked about all these uh, old scientists doing this, but if we still have, like even in the 21st century, if we have Google scientists, Having these ideas, I don't know Um, where. You
2: know, this myth of meritocracy, which has been promoted throughout the centuries. So all these scientific communities that you're talking about, the scientific societies and everything, they're centuries old, but it's only very recent that women are now finally being a part of it. So whatever race towards, you know, research or towards, I don't know, invention this is, women are starting just now and men have been at it since, I don't know, 500 years.
1: I, I see a lot of people asking this question that what is stopping from women taking up, uh, you know, engineering or STEM fields, what is stopping them? And, but there are a lot of things that are stopping women. I mean, that they, they are not promoted as much to take up. Uh, I mean, three days, I if a girl, i doctor. Yeah. Ke, manla, <laughs> and also, ladki doctor ke, because there's this idea that women are more empathetic, so they can take up medical fields better but and engineering is still seen as something which is highly physical and so women can't take that up and stem is also like and also that it takes longer to be in academia to be successful so that's also why like women are discouraged from pursuing PhDs and everything like a phd and (laughs) all of that i think there are a lot of reasons while
0: we have maybe moved on from these victorian mindsets we our women in STEM and we've seen so many instances where our own intelligence was undermined. So have you ever been mansplained or do you think that has happened to you?
1: (laughs) I mean, I I think think that I mean, I honestly feel that men function at this really unrelatable level of self-confidence. I mean, I have seen us like doubt ourselves. Uh, like we'd never button in on conversations where we don't know the whole story. I mean, be it political discussions or anything. Like we would never speak up unless we're absolutely sure of what, what the whole thing is, right? But men, they're very confident in uh, uh, like putting out their opinions even if they're half-baked, right? And I've seen that with all men around me even like the closest men that I love but this is something that and it's become like my now favorite pastime to call men out on their bullshit that do you even know what you're talking about I mean
0: but you know even talking about not even about any topic even their own skills they overestimated so much I mean even if they would be a beginner in something they were just out and about you know just like start explaining it and I wouldn't even think about Talking about such a topic to someone till I'm very sure I've read everything about it. I've actually spent a couple of years on that topic.
2: Yeah, I am actually going to button over here <laughs> and tell you what happened with me. Uh, so, you know, it was in my second year when I was getting started with uh, data science. And then I was constantly told by people who were, you know, who I thought had some knowledge about this field that, oh, data science is all about coding. If you don't know coding, you you can't do this. And with so much confidence, they used to tell me this. Yeah. I mean, yes. I'm shocked. And, and this sort of wrong information, it, it actually um, held me back because I actually started believing that this is something which is, I think this is also something which is beyond me. And this is also some career that I cannot pursue. right? So I spent, so I actually left it for like good six, seven months. And again, um, you know, I came back to it by watching some YouTube videos or reading books about it. But I eventually did come back and I'm so glad I did because now I'm working in this field. And now that I'm working, I have I've been able to explore all the multiple fields that are within data science. And I now I know I was right from the beginning.
0: Yeah, I mean I mean, similarly for me, I was I was told so early on that maybe, you know, I am not tech enough. And I was interning with the startup and I would be given less of the techy stuff, and I was I would constantly question myself can I even ever do it and and this came more and more from hanging out with the guys you know I would often team up and be the only girl in that team and if I would have a technical suggestion they would just talk all over me and 10 minutes later my teammate would say the exact same thing and suddenly everybody would find it Like the most brilliant idea. And I would be like, I just said the straight out of a sitcom or five minutes ago.
1: It sounds absurd. But 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 it's it's so
0: real. It is true. So many times with me. and and honestly, like by the end of the time, I had enough confidence. I actually called my teammates out on their bullshit, you know. That I just said the same thing. Why didn't you acknowledge it? And they would be like you should have been more confident. You didn't sell it properly. You didn't sell it. I know you didn't sell it
1: properly. I mean, I mean so exactly same thing happened. I was uh, teaming up with a few guys for my uh final year project. All right, so uh, I had the suggestion that you know let's let's use some older projects. All right, let's not uh, try to make something new because we don't have time. Whatever, okay. And I was to constantly tell them that let's do this, and we had a time crunch and everything, and they didn't they didn't uh, like uh pay any attention to it. And then right two th- uh, two days before, one of the guys comes up and he's like, yeah, sablog purana project kar. And I'm like, that's exactly what I said right from the beginning, right? And he's like, but you didn't say it like confident enough that like, you didn't say exactly you didn't say it properly that you didn't mean th- it Haan, dhang se but guys would bhi ko, if a boy is listening to this na, they'd be like this is where they're ranting over nothing but every girl will relate to this that oh shit this has happened
0: you know and I had to like do a couple of solo projects after that to gain myself confidence and to actually feel like what I'm saying is also correct and what I'm thinking is also correct. It actually took me for a couple of months to get over that. So, so do you think that these incidents, when all of this mansplaining, this man interrupting happens, uh, it leads to impacts? Like, I think for me personally, there has been lack of confidence. There has been even imposter syndrome-like symptoms that I've had to face. So, do you think that? Like happened? you mentioned,
2: you know, like it took you a couple of months to. Um... You know, it took you a couple of months to do some independent projects and get out of it. Um, You know, from talking about from my experience, when I tried taking up some solo projects to do it, you know, even the slightest failure, even the smallest hurdle used to feel like such a big thing. It used to feel like, okay, I am not capable to do this. Okay, I cannot finish this project because it has affected
1: your self-esteem so much. You don't believe in yourself anymore i mean exactly you know so women we internalize it even if we don't want to even if we know that these this is just all external noise somewhere some somewhere it uh, sits in your psyche, right? I mean, uh, another reason, I've seen that women don't apply like uh, to the jobs unless they're 100% qualified for it. They don't apply for scholarships unless they think that they're absolutely worthy for it. I mean, I've seen guys cry over why WTM is not open for men and they're with CGP. And I'm like, dude, even if it was open for men, you won't be eligible for it. So it's like, please, calm down. All right? And I mean, uh, we've seen this around, right? Like women are judged on their performance while men are judged on their potential while thinking of promotions or hiring and stuff like that so it's that like women don't they don't trust in their aptitude and they have to constantly prove themselves to be heard and to be taken seriously and i think that 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 is somewhere uh, like a huge impact on women
2: yeah and since when we're trying to prove ourselves Um, you know, it's not very often that we actually pointed out to people that, you know, this is something that we have done, like we don't um, get our achievements recognized, we're not vocal about it, we don't let our seniors or our colleagues know that, look, this is something that I have done, because to us, it sort of feels like we're bragging about it, you know, we feel that, okay, so since I've done this, there should be somebody who should uh, have a look at it, you know, they'll eventually see that, oh, this is what she did, so she might be good at it, let's promote her. But that's not how it works. You really need to sell yourself. And I think within the six months that I've been working, I have learned my lesson that it's very important that um, you sell your skills and you let your seniors know that if you're good at something and if you feel that you were good, you did good, you let your seniors know about that.
0: You know, in fact, I had a similar sort of workshop at my workplace, Uh, this uh, Google thing. uh, I am remarkable. And, you know, they did say, like you said, that we feel it's bragging, but it's not bragging when it's fact, right?
1: I mean, uh, right I, now, I mean, I don't hate men for having this confidence, maybe a little, but I mean, we want them to have this confidence, but I want that I had this <laughs> confidence to, like, <laughs> def- believe in myself that, uh, I mean, we should all have that, right?
0: So, uh, breaking, of this, uh, breaking off from this very surreal conversation, and it may seem slightly non-consequential, but I think pop cultures also depict women uh in a very different light and this has definitely not helped our case. So do you remember any problematic
1: tropes? Um, so there was this this like if you think about it, there's this pop culture idea, you know that There is a, there's this kind of a dumb chick and there is this chashmish gishu chick, okay? And say there's no in-between that women are being put in this box. So either you have to be a nana like either Deepika is a nana or she is a Veronica. There is no in-between, all right? And I think that has also influenced so many people. Like I have heard in my college that if she's pretty, then she'll dumb, okay? And if she is uh, intelligent, so like that you have to be either or and i think that, that is extremely problematic because i think that women also feel that uh, if i like i ha- we have read that on linkedin and everywhere so much that women in tech often feel this pressure to look a certain way in order to be taken seriously so i think yeah that it's like this one idea has a lot of ripple consequences
2: right how many times has this happened that you've actually changed your outfit because you know you're going in a very technical you know, setting. Like I remember once Parina being all like I'm going to a hackathon. I, I have where I'm, whereas where are my t shirts? Where are my, where are my I, I needed know, a Parana hackathon
0: things? branded t shirt for the tech company names that I'll be taking seriously.
2: In fact, um okay so I've been told by a few men that I am too pretty to be smart. I'm not okay, so I'm not saying I'm pretty but um
1: she is she yeah
0: well, you are pretty <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't wanna brag no. <laughs> it's not bragging no. when it's facts. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag I'm the
2: master. <laughs> We used to have go to these coaching classes before college to prepare for the JE exam. Um I was in this batch with fifteen other boys and I was another I was the only girl there. It was the top batch in that particular branch so i was mentioning this to one of my uh, classmates and the first thing he said to me jolly you don't look like you were in the top batch because the girls who were in my top like in my branch top batch they had like a lot of facial hair and you don't have to.
1: you know but with that there is also this pop culture idea that uh, that you know, that women act dumb uh, on purpose around men uh, to assuage their ego, like because that, you know, ki, oh, ye jar nahi oh, what does this mean? You know, stuff like that. So because men can't, ha- it's, it's told that men can't handle women who are opinionated. you know, women who are, quote-unquote ball busters. So uh, women are told to undermine their intelligence and in order to be desirable. Like they shouldn't they shouldn't be know at all. They shouldn't be bossy in order to be desirable. And I think a lot of women internalize that that they have to act a certain way around men. Uh, yeah, to be liked.
2: Uh, so do you remember in Big Bang Theory, I mean, the entire show is kind of problematic, but there was this one particular episode where Amy and Bernadette they're sitting and talking about how much, how successful they are in their careers, like how much funding Amy's lab is getting and how much money they have. And, uh, and Bernadette, she earns so much. She works for a private company and she so earns so much more than her husband. And they don't tell that to their boyfriends or husbands because they feel they're going to feel really bad about themselves if they know that how much more successful or how much more they earn than them. Yeah. So it I don't know, it felt sad listening, listening to them talk.
0: So I think, yeah, the messaging is really problematic that women cannot show their intelligence and the skills and the success because they won't get men. Yeah. Yeah. But so I I came across this uh, incident, uh, and, and this is slightly on a different tangent, but uh, there was this literature festival and uh, by a book publisher, and uh, the. There was a really big event and Priyanka Chopra was asked to speak at it. Now, a lot of people got very enraged that there could have been a lot of authors, a lot of people in that actual space who could have been more relevant to invite. But uh, probably people didn't think that they would uh, get enough eyeballs or things like that. So I think another problem exists is that there are, of course, enough intelligent women but they aren't so much so many intelligent women in public spaces so public spaces are still dominated by you know actresses and models which would get more eyeballs but uh, so when we're not exposing successful intelligent women to the public i guess the idea that we don't have enough intelligent women is bound to creep in
1: I mean, when you mention Amy and Bernadette, you no, know, so this very similar very interesting thing happened. So Bernadette got nominated for this magazine that a top ten hottest women in academia, something like that. All right. And then Bernadette initially felt a little flattered, but then Amy pointed out to her that how problematic this is. And by being part of such a list, you were promoting the fact that, you know, that like the only reason women in academia can be celebrated is because they are glamorous and they look good. So that is not the kind of messaging that you want to give. And then Bernadette did actually reflect on it. But then there was this idea that probably this is some way that uh, uh, the messages messaging is getting out there that women can be in science as well. So they, f- they felt like there was a gray area. But yeah, that is true that women, even in academia, are celebrated more if they are like the, they are a little more glamorous, I think.
2: Uh, there's also just another notion in pop culture is that women are too emotional. Like their emotions <clears> govern <throat> the what they do and how they are. You know, they they tend to go hysterical on every other situation, and that's why they can't keep up with the pressure of the workplace or whatever.
1: It's basically saying that you know that you're too emotional to be intelligent so because your all your decisions and opinions are not governed by rational thought but by your hormones and the position of your uterus so which is why like you're you can't be intelligent like it is a general idea right that men are more rational Uh, and they're more uh, like calm in situations than women are. So hence, they're like less. Yeah, and
0: and I think this would also impact them getting certain kind of jobs because people have these biases, people think this way. So they wouldn't prefer women for such roles. So in keeping with the theme of the podcast, what have been your learnings and learnings?
2: Um, Okay, so the past four years that I spent in college, I... um, I mean, I had pretty low self-esteem and low self-confidence, mostly stemming from the fact that I am not good at most of the conventional things that engineers are expected to be good at. I mean, um, you know, uh, so from an early age, I did know that I have good leadership qualities, and but this sort of stopped uh, being helpful after a point to me. I never felt that this could be something important. So in the past six months that I've been working, um. I realized that having technical knowledge is one thing and being able to actually communicate what you're doing or what the the project is about or what the solution is, what your approach is, that is another thing because if you do not possess these qualities, there's only limited scope for your growth. And this is not something you learn overnight. This has been a lifelong process, you know? Um, So my major unlearning has been that um, having these soft skills are your main priorities and your main goals. All other co- skills that you have, you know, be it being good at any particular coding language or be it good at, uh, uh, you know, analytics, that, that's all your added skills which will help you.
1: Right. I mean, I think one of the la- uh, big impacts that I can think of this is uh, away from the gender. I think that in uh, particularly in engineering colleges, there is such a large focus on technical uh, skills, which should be because they're technical colleges, but there is no focus at all on soft skills and the reality is as such that companies or whatever your future even if you're in a startup or anything uh, those skills matter and we've been fortunate enough to come from like a metropolitan school so we had a certain like our communications was good before we entered college but there are people who come from all sorts of backgrounds and when they're in college they don't feel the need to work on these skills which later on they realize that are important and then feel disadvantaged so I think that is also where this thing
0: has an uh, bad impact okay uh, okay so personally for me uh i have started observing all of these things in hindsight now but so i came from an all-girls school until 10th grade i never once doubted my abilities or my intelligence or whatever and I was pretty confident about all of these things. But when I went into a science stream in the 11th and 12th, where suddenly the number of girls in the class was 10%, 15%, suddenly my confidence, my self esteem plummeted. So, and this continued in college, you know. uh, Earlier it was math and physics where I felt like I wasn't good enough. And then in college, it was the more technical stuff. So, when you're in these male dominated spaces when these ideas that women are not skilled or not good at these things exist uh, so much I think you eventually internalize them and that is what happened to me I just internalized this misogynist idea that I'm not good at math physics I'm not good at tech and that actually impacted me so much but now I've started to unlearn this now I'm starting to you know explore my own place in tech. What is it that I'm interested in? What are my specific tech skills that I'm good at? And probably a lot of my male teammates didn't even have in college. So that is where I'm I'm still unlearning. It's a journey, but I'm getting there. I can
2: totally relate with you, Parana. So but... I
0: tried to think about it. Um, now that, now that I've
2: reflected upon it, I feel this could be stemming up from the fact that I was the only girl in a batch of 15 people. So before uh, 11th, I mean, one of the major sources of your learning is collaborative learning, right? You talk to your friends about how they are going about uh, different problems, or, you know, if you're stuck at some math problem, you'll discuss it with another person, and they'd help you solve it, or they'd come to you to talk about their doubts. So that's how you learn and uh, adopt others' methods and techniques. So this stopped happening in 11th grade, because... I, when I had doubts, I could go to another, other 15 boys, but those 15 boys never really cared about my opinion. They never wanted to know if I could solve that question or how I solve that question. So now, um, to me, it felt like they know everything and there are so many things that I don't know. So after a point, even going to them for my doubts felt very stupid to me.
1: I think for me, uh, the biggest unlearning, which has just recently happened is that I came face to face with a lot of my own unconscious bias as in like no one explicitly says right that uh, like the women are dumb like uh, they're, they're, but there's this narrative right especially in our college like we've already said that and uh, like nobody did anything to question it nobody challenged it we just accepted it how it is right so, wo, like I said no like hot it will dumb hogi. and even if, if she's pretty and she's getting good things also like prob- she's definitely using some boy to get her things done she was sitting with her and that's the only reason she's with him and like all sorts of bullshit that it used to float around and we've been part of those gossip circles right and this this idea became so commonplace that we started to internalize it right so and also projected at some times now i think major learning that as women, we should speak up and not let these things and these comments slide. So, if next time we f- we hear this around us, I mean, I I really want to just call them around the face that, like, did do- you realize what you just said? And uh, this will lead to a lot of uncomfortable conversations. But I think it's probably this will lead an impact.
0: I think this is a good note to end the episode on. We can take away some of these action points, like. Uh, whenever we hear such comments we try and not to let it affect our own self-esteem and we question where this is coming from and try to uh, remember that we are where we are for a certain reason and we do have those skills and that level of intelligence and also when these things happen around us we are better allies we do stand up and stop these biases from going forward
1: yeah, like so. Before we end, I I really need to add this that I I feel that I've been lucky enough to have the kind of support system where even if there were more moments of self doubt in uh, when there was uh, situations like these, I always had people to turn to who would say to me that this is all that you don't need to tear think about it that you're better than this and I think that really matters a lot to have that kind of support system and also to be that support for somebody else and I mean those there have been men also who've a lot of times come up to me and said that yes you are good at what you do and it has affected me I mean I mean sometimes like more than the bad thing the good thing also leave an impression right so I think that's also something that we can do say the good stuff.
0: Uh, With this, we come to the close of our episode. Thank you for joining in. See you in the next episode of the Mahila Collective.